dreams as a child of just writing books in some magical cabin with a lake. And that's what I thought being an author would be like. And that's not the reality of being an author in 2022. And so you do have to, you know, put on that business hat. I mean, I listen to business podcasts. I, you know, follow people online that are business people. I watch Shark Tank. What you fill yourself with will come out. And so if you are thinking about your book as a business and you're doing things to grow yourself in that way, you will start thinking about things differently. My guest today is Charity Rios, and I'm so excited to have you here with us today, Charity, because I think you're going to shed a light on a topic that we all like. We all love children's books, right? Like those are a staple in a family's home. I am so excited to hear your journey and what wisdom you have to share with other writers who want to get their Christian children's books into the hands of a reader as well. And so I'm so excited to have you here. Why don't you? First, just let us know a little bit more about you, about your family and your book that you have out. Awesome. Thanks, Rachel. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, my name is Charity Rios, and I have four boys, um, ages eight, six, four, and two. And I have an amazing husband. He's an engineer, so he's the left brain of our marriage on the right creative brain. And... um you know, I never know really what to say when people are like, what are you doing in your free time? And I'm like, I just wish I had some. You know? so, <laughs> I, you know, I love taking naps. Um, love any time I can just breathe in a little alone time myself. So that's me. Now you have a book, it's My Heart's Garden, right? Yeah. That's your children's uh-huh. book. And there's a workbook too that you've published as well. And so how did you get to that point? Like, how did you get to the point where you're like, I want to write a kid's book? And I'm going to self-publish it. And how did you get there? Because, I mean, I read that you were a children's pastor for a bit. You've done church plans. You've done other things. So was the writing thing something you've always wanted to do? Or is this like kind of a new thing that God has led you to? Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought that I would write books. I'm sure I know most of the people listening to this are writers. And so you probably relate to being the person that's always writing a story in your brain or having a conversation with someone and you're like, oh, they would make a great character in a book, you know, (laughs) um, just kind of narrating your life. That's I've always been that way. Um, But really, I thought that I would be writing books for women like Christian living, um, Christian inspirational type books. Okay, And that's what I started off wanting to do and blogging um, in more of that space. And then I had my own kids and uh, was was writing, blogging sporadically as much as you can when you're like pregnant, nursing and all the things. And <laughs> when, one night I was up with my third son, actually in the middle of the night, nursing him. And I just started thinking about this um, Christian spiritual practice that had been really impactful in my own life. And it's just called tending your heart. And it's just very simply learning how to recognize the lives of the enemy, how they've come into your life and planted weeds into the garden of your heart and how to uproot those lies, how to get rid of those weeds of lies and replace them with the seeds of truth of God's word, God's voice. And going through that process of tending your heart as an, as a young adult was really impactful for me and a part of my own healing journey. Um, and so I just started thinking about how I wanted my boys to be able to learn how to do that from a very, very young age. 
Um, because I know like, you know, a lot of people can probably relate to this. If you've gone through hard things in your life, you don't want your kids to have those same struggles. And so I was like, I wonder how I could teach my kids to do that. And I thought, wow, I wish there was a kid's book, you know, because that's the best way to teach kids something, right? (laughs) To open up conversations, it's to have a fun story. And so I literally was nursing my third son, having kind of this conversation with myself, then sort of God in the middle of the night. And then all of a sudden, this story just popped into my brain. Some of the lines that are in the book right now just came into my mind. And it was kind of this sing-songy rhythm. Um, and I was like, wow, this kind of sounds like a kid's book. And I was just like frantically typing notes on my phone. I was like, this seems very coherent for like 2 a.m. And I'm like, <laughs> It was all those nursing hormones, right? Okay, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so anyway, that was the humble, small beginnings. It's really just seeing a need I had in my own family, wondering if other families would want this type of a resource. And I know you asked how I ended up self-publishing. And at first I was determined that I was going to traditionally publish it and had even gone through the process of, um, you know, getting it out there to some agent. And then as I was in the midst of just waiting to hear back from different agents and different publishing houses, um, I was at my church actually for a missions conference, but this wasn't the kind of missions conference where they're just like, hey, everybody, you should like leave your city and go overseas. I mean, they were like, sure, you, you might do that. But they were also like encouraging people like, hey, what kind of impact can you have in the nations right now? Um, with the passions and gifts that God has given you in your place of life. And I just really clearly felt like the Lord was speaking that I needed to self-publish my book so that I could get it translated into multiple languages easily. Okay. Um, Because, you know, as many people know, it's, you know, if you're a traditionally published author, especially a first time traditionally published author, they're not going to be like, sure, let's just translate your book into Russian. Why not? You know, usually it's like (laughs) the big names that get to do things like that. And so, that's how I ended up um, self-publishing it. And it's actually now um, in Ukrainian. So it's being used with Ukrainian refugee children um, right now as we speak. And so that's a testament to the power of self-publishing and of course, power of God. Wow. That is, that is very neat how that was such an intentional decision on your part to self-publish because you had a certain goal. And I think that's, a really um, important thing for most authors to hear that if you're going to go a self-publishing route, like make sure you know your why behind why you're not going to do the traditional route that you're going to go the self-publishing route. Um, But the fact that they're both very legitimate routes, there are a lot of pros to the self-publishing route and it affords you things that maybe you don't get to do as a Mm -hmm. traditionally published first time author, especially of a children's book. So once you decided to self-publish it, God said, hey, I want you to do this because I have a specific goal in mind for your your story. What was your next step? Like, how long did it take you? Was it difficult? Was it, you know, what what was kind of the journey of that process? So this was in 2019. And so I really started learning a lot about self-publishing. Um, I was already listening to like the self-publishing show podcast. Um, at that time, there's a lot more resources now, but that was really one of the main places mm-hmm. I was learning about it. Um, and then I did a lot of Googling and guessing, which um, <laughs> I was fun. Um, 
And I, I, I do some coaching now and I really like try to help people not have to Google and guess because everything took me so much longer than it needed to. But right. I really just didn't know the answers or even where to go to find them. And so um, let's see, it was 2019. And then the book um, released March of 2021. So okay. it was a process of finding the illustrator, um, everything actually was, I started working with the illustrator in the midst of the pandemic. Everything had just shut down. I was pregnant with my fourth son at the time. So I was just- A wonderful time to try to publish it. a book, right? Yeah, it was perfect timing. I was like, God, great. Well, um, I did some fundraising for it um, to cover the cost. Had some people just generously donate because they believed in the message and really saw God move in some miraculous ways for the finances of it. And then, so, you know, by the, when you hire an illustrator, it takes usually about four months for the book to get done. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. For, you know, for a children's picture book, because it's a lot of illustrations and unless they are using a lot of uh, computer generated images. So she was doing, yeah, doing everything like by hand, which is it's just beautiful if you look at it. Um, so that just, you know, takes longer. Right. Um, and so that was just a journey of, of waiting for that and working through those different things and um, then launch the book. And then of course, before the launch was like getting a launch team together and trying to hype it up big time, um, which I know we'll talk to a little bit more about in the marketing, but trying to hype it up and get the word out there. Right. Um, and then I would say I spent about a year really um, promoting and marketing the book pretty hardcore. Yeah. So it's a long, it's a long process. I'm so, so- so you had mentioned that there are costs, you had mentioned that there was cost involved. And so what were some of those costs? You know, because we're, we're talking about the business of Christian fiction, right? And so we kind of need to understand that there's things like costs that come along with publishing, right. you know, not even just in self-publishing, but in traditional publishing as well. But what were the costs that you encountered with publishing the children's book? The main cost is the cost of an illustrator. And so generally that's going to be between $3,000 and $10,000. And then I hired a graphic designer um, to place the words and pictures. So that's the layout. The layout. Yeah. Sometimes it's called a book. Sometimes you'll hear it referred to as a book designer. Um, Mm -hmm. Really, it's a graphic designer that's doing that. Um, And so then there was also the cost of like, buying an ISBN and different things like that, that's pretty, pretty minimal. And so the bulk of the cost is paying the illustrator. Some children's picture book authors that are self-published will um, buy books in bulk ahead of time. And so then that would be a a large cost as well. For this one, I did print on demand through Amazon KDP and through Ingram Sparks because I had a four-month-old baby (laughs) <laughs> and three other young boys and I was like I could not handle being the ordering distribution center mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave that up to Amazon all that. Yeah. yes I was like I just can't um and so I focused on really more getting the word out about the book um but this I have an, uh, another children's book that's I'm just in the beginning phases of working on and that one I'll do a bulk order and become the distributor because you can get a little bit higher of a profit margin um if we're talking about the business side. And then also because it's not print on demand, the quality is going to be a little bit higher. Um, True, and especially so, for like a children's book that's illustrated. And right. You want right. to have that quality high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so 
you know, there's, there's pros and cons of kind of each route you did. For me, it was the right decision for our family in that time of our life. But, you know, for moving forward, I'll probably do the bulk printing. And um, if people are curious, a lot of people raise the funds up front on a Kickstarter. Um, and that's what I'll be doing this time. The time, like I mentioned, I did a lot of Googling and guessing and had no idea what I was doing. And like, I literally didn't even know that you could run a Kickstarter for a children's book. And so I sold t-shirts. Like I, yeah, you like fundraised, 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 <laughs> like I sold t-shirts. I wouldn't necessarily doing it that way, right. <laughs> but that, you know, a lot of children's picture book authors that are self-published, they do have to raise those funds um, up front. But the advantage is, is that then your profit margin um, is a lot higher than if you're in a traditional publishing deal. And so, you know, I would say that I am more profitable already than probably most traditionally published um, Mm -hmm. picture book authors um, because they'll struggle to make back their advance because you're getting like 50 cents to a dollar on a book with children's, sometimes 30 cents on a book with children's books. And so you really do have the potential to make more profit. With the illustrator, are you splitting the royalty with them or did you pay them a flat fee paid for the use of their artwork and then so you're not splitting anything with them now right right no I did not split anything with them and I get asked this question a lot what you should do it sounds better up front to be like hey let's just split royalties because then you don't have to pay the illustrator up front but from a business standpoint I think that that gets really messy um you know I wouldn't want to be like having to 20 years from now I hope people are still buying my book and I wouldn't have be having to like track down my illustrator and Make sure she gets the check. And um, I think it's just better to do just a clean business deal. And um, I also think it's just better if one person is, I like to say, you're kind of the CEO of this book project. Mm-hmm. You are the head of it, really. Right. It's a biz- it is a business. And so you really need to be the bottom line person that decides, yes, we're going to go forward with this illustration. Yes, I approve this aspect of it. Um, and then, Making of course, the ownership, kind of being yes. the owner of the Right. That actually right. brings me to my next question like as Mm a as a the way that you're talking about it you're really positioned yourself as like an online entrepreneur in this Mm -hmm. you know business space of yeah Christian fiction and um it makes me wonder like is that a easy role for you to take on like is does that come naturally to you or is that something that you've had to really like step into and kind of put on that that entrepreneur hat and be like, okay, yeah. that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that I've had to grow into that. Yeah. And I'm sure just, I had dreams as a child of just writing books in some magical cabin with a lake. And that's what I thought being an author would be like. And that's not the reality of being an author in 2022. And so you do have to, you know, put on that business hat. I mean, I listen to business podcasts. I, you know, follow people online that are business people. I watch Shark Tank, um, you know, I like you know, just try to like myself in that world a little bit um, to just try to help my brain start thinking that way. And I, I realized that, I mean, it sounds silly to be like, I watch Shark Tank, but like, you know, I've no, realized as I follow, you know, business podcasts, watch Shark Tank, that I, it does affect how I think about things, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind mm-hmm. of like, what you fill yourself with will come out. And so if you are thinking about um, your book as a business, 
Um, and you're doing things to grow yourself in that way. That's why I love your podcast so much, Rachel. I think it's so cool. Um, is and you will start thinking about things differently. And so it was definitely like a gradual process for me. And I think for me, I really had to pinpoint on, okay, I'm not going to feel weird about selling my book because I'm actually helping people. Mm. And so for me, when I realized like, it's not weird or slimy or like awkward to talk about my book because it's serving people, it's helping parents, you know, Mm -hmm. it's helping them do something that I'm really passionate about. And so I know, you know, some fiction you're like, but it's just a story, you know, but it's like, Hey, fun stories matter. Like I can't even tell you how many times I'm like, I just want to clean Christian rom-com to just relax with. I mean, that's like helping someone. It's filling a need in someone's life for like refreshment and escape and imagination, good storytelling. Oh, I just like love those things, you know? And so even if you're like, I'm serving people by providing them a mental escape from the craziness of life, you know, Um, that is like real. So just, I encourage people just like, think about what kind of need am I helping people with? And then come at that when you're talking about your book on a podcast, when you're talking about it on social media, when you're selling it to your email list. And that has helped me not feel weird about it because I'm coming at it from a place of I'm here to help people with my book. And we all know as authors, even if you make a great profit margin, like you're still not making a bajillion dollars. No, so hard. You are yep. so hard. And so don't feel bad about asking somebody for $12.99 or $17.99, whatever it is, you know. God does not want us to be starving artists on his behalf. Yes. You know I, don't, I, mean? I do not believe that that is true. I don't believe that it is true. And I don't think that it has to be that way. I right. don't think that that's his heart. Yeah. No, I don't think that's his heart either. Um. So do you have any marketing tips? I mean, that's right there. What you gave was gold, like to think about it as serving, think about it as meeting a need, think about it as being like this thing that you're offering that somebody can benefit from as a way to position yourself and not feel slimy and not feel like you're selling <laughs> all the time you're yeah. serving. Do you have any other marketing tips or any other tips for the children's book writer who's like, I want to do this? but it's a little overwhelming and it's a little scary. Do you have any tips for them? Yeah, absolutely. A couple of things that were really helpful for me was um, building community. Mm. And so I did that online even way before I launched a book. So if you're like, even have a twinkle in your eye about writing a children's book or any kind of book, I just recommend right now, try to find people online that are serving the same person. If it's like the clean Christian rom-com people, if it's the Christian, you know, in my case, the Christian children's picture book writers or um, moms that are serving in that space, um, I just began to connect with them. And it's really not scary. It's like crazy how much people want to collaborate. They want to connect. And so it's not like I like had this massive following of people when I launched my book, but what I did was I tapped into the networks that other people already had, that other people that were already talking to the people that I wanted to talk to. And so I, it would have been easy for me to be like, I don't have 10,000 followers on Instagram, so I can't launch my book. But instead I was like, hey, how could I reach 10,000 people on Instagram? Well, 
what if I partner with this friend over here, you know, my online friend who was like making these awesome printables about prayer for kids, you know, like right. what if I partner with her in a giveaway, what if we just say, Hey, let's just share each other's posts. I've done that in just little, you know, pods, like, Hey, let's just share each other's posts this week. Or mm-hmm. I'll reach out to people. Hey, Advent's coming up. Can I share something about Advent that you have? And I just say, show up and serve people that are already in your space. And people notice that, you know, like Mm -hmm. when my book came out, they were like, hey, I want to help launch your book because you were serving and sharing my stuff. So be on other people's launch teams. If you see that somebody makes a great post on Instagram in your space, share it in your stories and tag them. Just be like, I love what they said, or I'm excited about their new book that's coming out. And when you do things like that and you build that like network of people, you will be like amazed at things that start to happen. And, um, my other suggestion is to pitch yourself to be a podcast guest. Mm-hmm. I think especially for, I mean, I'm not in adult fiction realm, so I don't know about that realm so much, but in the children's Christian picture book realm, um, I pitched myself to be a podcast and I was on a lot of podcasts and those were Christian parenting podcasts. Most do you of remember them how many, not, do you remember how many you were on? I remember how many, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe 30. I was going to say, know. not like it's you're not lot. talking like do like five. You're talking about like, hit a high number of them, right? Like get, yeah, the more you, the more you're on, the bigger your exposure. So, you know, as, um, the cool thing, if you specifically have a picture book is that you can send, um, people visuals, podcast hosts, visual, and it's really fast for them to read your book, right? Because That's it's true. like 700 <laughs> words. And so I think that I had an advantage. I got maybe on some bigger podcasts than I honestly expected to. Okay. Um, and I, think I had a little bit of an advantage there um, because it was like, I am so pure, you know, like, oh, I have, I had the, oh, I've never had a Christian picture book author. And so I didn't just pitch myself to podcasts that were just about kids books. Okay. I pitched myself to the people that I really wanted to buy my book, which was Christian parents that had a problem that I could solve. So and, that's, that actually brings up a really interesting point because often I hear, um, Authors who are writing towards children, you know, the book itself is for a kid, right. but the person who's buying the book is not a kid. And so exactly. it's almost like they have two different audiences. And so what you're saying is mm-hmm. you thought really strategically about who's already in front of the person buying the book, not who is interested in a children's book. Like, you know what I mean? Like you were really strategic yeah. in like getting in front of that person who was sitting by on the other mm-hmm. side of the, the computer, not right not a child. Right. Yeah. You weren't worried about like going in, like reading your book to kids. You were more worried about getting in front of the parent. Exactly. Because that's, who's going to buy your book. So, um, when I talk to, you know, future children's book writers, I say, who is the adult, the primary adult that's going to buy your children's picture book? Is it teachers? Is it speech therapists? Is it counselors? Is it children's pastors? Is it grandparents? Who is that main adult buyer? Now, where is that adult buyer hanging out? In my case, it was primarily parents. Of course, you know, grandparents and children's pastors were kind of also layers of that. Mm-hmm. But that was my primary target was parents of young children ages four to 10. And I was like, what podcast are they listening to? Okay, I'm going to pitch myself to those podcasts. Um, okay, like where are they hanging out online? You know, like I'm able, been able to share my um, book and just like random Facebook groups in my community right. I'm a part of. Um, I pitched myself to my local news. I just said, 
hey, I'm a local mom, unpublished a kid's book. I wrote it during the pandemic and they did a story on me, you know? And so I just say, don't underestimate your network. And a lot of times you're like, oh, but I don't have a network because I'm not Oprah, you know? And it's like, but everybody does have a network. I talked about my book, the moms on the playground that I met. And they're like, hey, how are you? What are you up to? I'm like, oh, I'm writing this children's book. And you know what? Moms on the playground, they know other moms that I don't know. They were Mm -hmm. on my launch team. They talked to other moms about my book, you know? And so you're a part of alumni groups for your university. You're a part of your neighborhood, your city. You're a part of probably Facebook groups for your city. Like just kind of think a little bit more out of the box of like, where could these people be hanging out than like, they're only on Instagram. Yeah, they might be on Instagram. Like that's where I kind of hang out because that's where most moms are. I'm trying to connect with probably are is on Instagram. So that's one channel, but you can also, you know, think a little bit more creatively. Is it a church group that they're also hanging out in? Is it a lacrosse team that like would be really interested in your fiction book because there's, it's about a lacrosse team, you know, just like things like that. You're broadening that idea of like platform that we all get kind of caught up in as writers. We're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I've got to build my platform. I got to build. And we always think about our social media threads, you know, okay, my, our social media channels. And we're like, okay, I need to work on my Instagram. I need to build it up. But what you're saying is to, to not pigeonhole ourselves into those platform opportunities, but to really start to look, where am I at? Where is my reader? And how can I bridge that gap? How can I connect us? And what is the Mm -hmm. platform that I'm going to use to connect us? And that might not be social media. It might be your alumni, you know, you're good. Yeah, right. Or that can just be one of the, you know, one of the areas that you're reaching out to that's not just social media. Exactly. And that's probably more willing to give you a little more attention. You know, like if I pitch myself to NBC News, they could care less. But my local news channel, they were like, oh, right. that, that is interesting, right. you know? And so that's like, who knows who bought my book from that story? I don't know. You know, we can't know, but it's out there, you know? And right. The other great thing about like podcast, if you get on podcast interviews, for example, is that it's evergreen content. It's always there. Yeah. And so I think it's a little bit overlooked in the, um, or undervalued in the fiction world. Oh, Um, I agree. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And so I encourage you to, to go that route and, um, to just make yourself a little pitch template that you use, send it out there. Here's a little secret. If it's kind of a bigger podcaster, they usually will respond to Instagram DM just like, leave like send a little message to their story and then if they like like your little message to their story then they'll probably see your actual message that's good advice that's good advice you mentioned that you're a coach for those who want to write a children's book so um if somebody's like hey i want to write a children's book but i feel totally like overwhelmed by the whole process they can get in touch with you and you have a way to walk them through the whole thing yeah, can you talk absolutely. a little bit more about that coaching aspect of your what you have to offer? <laughs> absolutely, yes. Um, I've done some group coaching um, cohort. I'm not doing a group cohort right now, but um, I do offer individual coaching. And so, if you are interested in that, I have worked with people that are like at where one where they're like, I have an idea, you know, like mm-hmm. and, and that's it. Um, and I've worked with people that are like, I have my manuscript written. Now, what do I do? You know, I've worked with a lot of people that are like, should I pursue traditional? Should I pursue self-publishing? Help, you know, help me walk through those pros and cons. What's the best thing for me in my season of life, for my family, for my capacity. And I've helped people walk through that. And 
uh, had several authors that have launched their book, which is awesome. I always feel like the book grandma is like, you know, it's not my book baby. It's my right. book grandbaby. Um, <laughs> and so I like That's get fun. really proud and excited. So, and I love talking to people about like marketing and networking, um, that's something that I feel like I'm good at, really good at is like brainstorming with people, helping people think outside the box, helping people not feel so overwhelmed about the, um, you know, the Instagram or the social media aspect or, you know, really make a plan like, hey, let's figure out what podcast you could pitch yourself to. What does that even look like to pitch yourself right. to a podcast? What does it look like to make a media kit? Um, and there are a lot of different ways that you can get your kids book out there. I highlighted some ways that worked for me and some, there's some different ways that I also talk about with authors that might work for them, depending on even what city they live in and stage of life. So, um, I walk people through anywhere in the process and, um, yeah, if you want to, if you're interested in getting in touch with me, you can email me at info at charityrios.com. And just say, hey, I'm interested in coaching. Or you can find me on Instagram. I know Rachel will do all the. Um, I will. I will put them all in the description. Yeah. yeah. In the show notes. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that you talked about that. That That is something that you're willing to help walk people through. And yeah. because to know that there is somebody who's already done it, who's already done it successfully and is still doing it and who can mm-hmm. cut through all the Googling and all the the overwhelm of like what is this information? How do I discern what's a good thing for me to do? What maybe mm-hmm. I don't need to do? And how do I, you know, piece it all together, you know, all these different pieces of information. So um, I wanted to make sure that they knew they, they have a resource in you um, before we, yeah. before we wrap up. But I also wanted to talk about your current, like, so you published your, um, your book, uh, your heart's garden. And then you published a workbook. Did you have plans to publish them both at the same time? Or was that like you'd publish the one and you're like, oh, this needs a workbook to go with it. Was that like an intentional choice to do both? Or like, was that the plan all along? Or was that something that came out of it later? I did publish them at the same time. And I was hoping that they could be published at the same time because um, I feel like the story is a great introduction to the concept of tending your heart. Uh, um, but if you have kids that are maybe a little bit older, or actually I've had adults tell me that they've used the workbook and it's been very helpful for them. Um, and so if you just want to dig a little bit deeper into that, those concepts of your child, then that is what the workbook is for. And so, yeah, I thought it would be fun um, to release them together. That was my hope and prayer. And um, I delayed the release of my book just a little book, little bit because the funding for the workbook uh, was later in coming. Yeah. <laughs> it was provided for, but it was just later in coming. And so I delayed the release of my picture book to make sure that the workbook was um, ready. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's very cool. That's very cool that you, yeah. it was like you in, cause you know, we had talked about that. You actually have like two audiences, the parent and then the child. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like you provided a product that fit both people in your audience, the child yeah. and the parent. So that's yeah. really neat that how you strategically approach that project. What are you working on now? If you're able to tell us. Yes, I, saw, uh, I saw your, I saw your reel where you're like, pick which one you want, you know, you think I should do. So did you. Well, when is, when is this going to be released? <laughs> um, it, it's soon, like within the next month. 
Okay. Well, I'll just, I will just tell you that right now I have two children's manuscripts that are ready to go. One is um, teaching kids a biblical view of money. And the other one is teaching kids that breath is the gift God gives us to help our bodies calm down. And so both of those manuscripts are ready to go. And I have actually done something that I've never done before. And I actually don't even know if any I've ever seen anyone else do this before. Probably someone has, but I think it's fun. I am letting my Instagram audience and my email audience vote on which picture book they want. Because again, as we were talking about, for me personally, and I think for so many of us, if I produce a book, I want it to be something that's helping people. I want to be able to talk about it. And be like, hey, I talked to all these parents and they want this book. You know, it, right. it helps me have fire to do that year long marketing for it right. um, and keep talking about it. So I know that people want this book. They want to buy this book. Of course, that helps with book sales, but then it also just helps me feel like I really am serving people and, um, you know, helping parents in a really tangible way. And so I don't know when this will air, but maybe it will have been announced which book I'm doing or maybe it won't, but regardless. But you have both of them and you plan to publish both both of them. You just, at this moment, you're trying to have your audience decide which one they want first. It's like, it's like like choosing between your children. I was like, how can you really choose? I love both these stories. You know, I think they're both awesome. I think there's a need for them in the Christian children's picture book market. I was like, I'm looking for books like this for my kids. I can't really find what I'm looking for exactly. And so I was like, I just, I love them both. How can I decide? And I was like, why doesn't my amazing community help me decide? You know, I want to serve them the best I can. So, but both of them will eventually be published. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. I kind of did something similar with my, the novel that I plan to publish soon. I let people decide which novel I was going to write. <laughs> so like, That's I kind of awesome. did the same that thing that you did. It's, so, it's a little scary to put it out there. You're like, I'm willing yeah. to publish any of this, but you pick. Okay. And now I'm like, oh, okay. 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 It is fun though. It is fun to kind of like get that input from your from your people and like because you're like okay i'm writing for somebody i'm not just writing for the theoretical like idea you know right it's a yeah, tangible absolutely. tangible progress at that point and it's it's you know like i was explaining it to my husband he's kind of like why are you doing this why don't you just pick one i was like babe like this gets the hype up you yeah. know like it gets it's another like marketing strategy right yeah like, exactly people then feel invested in what you're doing and they're mm-hmm. like i hope that you know exactly of course I want to be on the launch team of course I want to buy the book like I've been a part of it from the beginning and people love feeling like they're there's a personal connection they're really a part of something so right if you know it sounds like you've done some things like that I'm trying to you know constantly brainstorm how I can bring people in you know make them feel a part of the process and it's not just like I'm like pretending they're a part of the process or something like yeah I like really love having them a part of the process because everything gets real confusing in my brain so (laughs) I agree like please tell me what to do (laughs) that's awesome well we will be looking forward to hearing which book gets coming out first and which one we can um can we get to read first but I'm looking forward to both of them I actually voted on your thing and I was like but I want to read both but I really do appreciate you coming on and talking to us. And um, I will link to your book in the description so people can go buy My Heart's Garden or your heart's garden. I said it wrong. Didn't I, I? I know. I, it's My Heart's Garden. Yeah. My Heart's <laughs> Garden. 
Um, but you can go by My Heart's Garden and the workbook, and um, I'll link to that in the description, and I'll make sure to put all charities, you know, social links and website and all those things in the show notes as well. But we just thank you so much for being here with us and and just sharing your story, sharing your process, sharing a little bit of the marketing side of it and a little bit of the um, the wisdom that you have. And I hope that if if anybody who's listening is like, yes, I want to write a children's book, they'll get in contact with you because you are just a wealth of information and you've done it so well and with such integrity and authenticity and just real commitment to the craft of the story as well as the business side as as well, you know, that you wanted to serve your reader. You're not just putting out some product just to sell something. You're actually doing it because you want to help parents and you're committed to providing a quality product that does that. And so I think that really comes through in the work that you do and the things that you um, put out there for people. And so thank you. Just thank you again for coming on and sharing that with us and sharing your story with us. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Rachel. That's really encouraging. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you giving this, like this topic voice and (laughs) helping fiction writers figure out what do I do? How do I get this book to people? Because it is overwhelming. And so I like wish I had had this podcast several years ago. It would have been super helpful. So I appreciate you and all you're doing. Thank you very much. And for those of you who are listening, come back next week as we continue our conversation about the business of Christian fiction.